Hey guys, in this episode of Coffee with Chris, we are going to talk about three books that have changed my life. Hey guys, welcome to Coffee with Chris. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and today what I want to talk about are three books that have changed my life. Um, also, this is Coffee with Chris, so if you don't have coffee yet, um, let me give you a second to get some. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love coffee. Alright, so... Three books that have changed my life. Uh, and I'll admit, this was pretty hard to put together. Um, just three books uh, that I feel like have, have really changed and impacted my life for the better. Because I, I love books, love reading books, love listening to books. And I have a couple of them, quite a few, actually, unfortunately for moving purposes. Um, but today I want to talk about the, you know, I'll probably do more of these because there's so, so many good books out there. Um, but these are three books that have really impacted me the most in my life. Uh, you know, both personally and professionally. All right, these are just some great books. All right, so without further ado, without more saying random things, <laughs> let's just, let's just go ahead and get into it. You know, so what are the three books that have most changed my life as of today? Because um, I'm sure I'm going to find a book later that will even more impact my life. Um, so for today, I've got the three books. Uh, I'm going to save the best one for last. Yep. So the first one I have for you today is Tommy Baker the 1% rule. Uh, this book has been just an incredible, has made an incredible impact on my life. I never considered, and this is going to sound like I was an idiot. Well, I was an idiot, so it'll sound accurate then. Um, I never considered taking small, consistent action every day in order to achieve my goals and dreams. Um, <laughs> and and this that's the biggest thing I've gotten out of this book. Um, there are the five rules that he goes into as well, um, which, you know, measuring the things that you do. Uh, and I'm totally drawing a blank on the other ones. Um, yeah, but he talks about, like, so, progress, daily application, which is consistency, persistence, and time, and how that equals success. Um, he goes into, it's just, it's one of those books where, well, one, you either love it or hate it, because it seems, it seems so simple and obvious, but at the same time, if it were that simple and obvious, everybody would be doing it, right? And he puts it, uh, at least for me, in a way that I, I appreciate and I can connect with. Um, 
And that is, that's the biggest reason why this book has impacted my life. So from here, from, turn it so those of you watching can see it, here, you know, reading the 1% rule, I learned what taking consistent action means and how to use that in my day-to-day -day life. Uh, so that took me from, you know, I would have these big dreams, big visions. I would say, I have to work a million hours every single day in order to do what I want, right? In order to make $1 million a day or something stupid and crazy and unachievable in the next while. And that, you know, that, you know, 1% rule really brought me back down to earth and saying, all right, well, why don't I do this today? And then I can do that tomorrow. And yes, yeah, sure, I'd love to get to a million dollars a day or whatever, but that's not, that's not today. Definitely not today. Definitely not going to be tomorrow. I need to take consistent, progressive action. Consistent, progressive action uh, in order to, you know, build the habits which will make me successful. Um, so that's the first book that has changed my life. Now, the second book that has changed my life is not a business book, although it should be. Um, this book is called The War of Art. Now, if you haven't read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, you need to get it. Um, especially if anything you're considering doing relates to the creation of any sort of content. Um, this book is all about the struggle of creation. Right? How to sit down and write that book. How to finish that project, whether it's creating a video, making a podcast, making art of any kind, drawing, painting, other art things. I'm not an artist. I don't, I've always disliked it because I suck at it. Um, and I, and I don't understand it also that, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, that episode of Parks and Rec where Tom Haverford, uh, what are they doing? They are trying to, it's a new mural. I think it was a new mural. And Tom goes and pays the abstract artist to make him some art. The guy's like, what kind of art do you want? He's like, I don't know, man, just give me some art. Like, here's 20, give me 20 bucks worth of art. Like, I don't, just give it to me. <laughs> and he ends up, Loving it. I'm not there yet. Uh, I could be there eventually, but I am uh, not there today. Um, but anyways, so the, the War of Art, it is an incredible book. It is one of the few books I've listened to multiple times over the past couple years since I've, since I ran into it. Um, I've actually bought a number of other books by Stephen Pressfield, which is about, you know, doing the work. Uh, I forget what the other title is Turning Pro is another one. He writes uh, also historical fiction as well. I believe it's historical fiction. 
Sorry if it's historical nonfiction, Stephen. Um, but, it, you know, this, this book, The War of Art, really takes you from how do I create content every day? What am I going to talk about? What am I going to do? You know, which I think is the biggest, it, for me, it was the biggest struggle starting out. Like, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to start anything? A blog, a business, a podcast, a YouTube channel, if I don't have, you know, three years worth of content planned out? I got to plan it out because if I don't have it planned out, I'm not going to make it. I did make it anyways because here we are <laughs> and I haven't made it. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? And his his book the war of art you know in, in a, it basically takes you from from that kind of ah uh, uh, <laughs> as i steadily hit my microphone sorry for anyone listening uh hope you get a nice little laugh out of that for anybody watching if i'm like ah you know i have to create all this content to no no, no. Need to calm down i just need to sit here and just do something. I just need to sit here and do something. You know, I'm going to write a thousand words. I don't care what those words are. You know, I don't care if they're good. I don't care if they're bad. But to be a writer, I need to write. Right? And so I'm going to sit here and just write a thousand words. And if they're not good... Sorry. If they're not good, that's okay. You know, tomorrow they'll be better. It reminds me of in, uh, it was Atomic Habits. Uh, James Clear talks about a professor, and that professor would split people down the middle. Not, sorry, that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> let me, let me try that again. So the professor would, he took half his, he did an experiment. He took half his class, and he's, for one half of the class, he said, you guys are being graded on the quality of a single photograph. Um, and I might muck up some of the specific details, but the generalization is, is on point. He, he said, you are going to get graded on the quality of a single photo right? for half, half the class. The other half of the class, he took them and he said, you will be graded on the amount of pictures you take. Right? I don't care if they're good, I don't care if they suck, or if they're bad. You guys are being graded, you have to take X number of pictures. Right? So he did that, uh, you know, I'm sure people were angry and upset because being graded differently. But whatever, it's college, there are no rules apparently. Um, at the end of the semester, what he found, which is just incredible, was that the people who had just, you know, were being graded on a single quality of just one photo. What they would do is they would try to, they would deliberate on what kind of photo they were going to take, how it was going to look. They spent their entire semester looking for the perfect photo. And uh, what he found is that they weren't very good. They weren't very good. 
Whereas the other half of the class who were graded on the amount of photos they took, not only did they take a ton of photos, but the photos ended up being significantly better. Um, and if you don't already know the point of this story, so because you know that half of the class was taking more photos, they were graded on the amount of photos they took, they took way more photos, right? Didn't matter what it was, good, crap, doesn't matter. They took photos, right? They went out, they took pictures. But what they did when they took the pictures is them having so many pictures to edit and experiment with, they figured out, you know, well, not figured out, they experimented with, you know, different, and I'm totally going to screw up the terms, like filtering or formatting, editing of the photos. So the people who were required to take more photos, right, those photos were significantly better than the people who sat there and deliberated and thought about what their pictures were going to look like. Um, they just were. They were so much better. Uh, and that's, that's really cool, right? So it tells you that you have to do, you do the work, um, which is what this book is all about, right? Doing the work, making things happen. Um, it's not about thinking about what you want to do or put down. It's about sitting down, doing the work. It doesn't matter if today what you put out is good, right? If you sit down to write a thousand words and those words are crap, then those words just happen to be crap and you can try again tomorrow. Um, but you have to sit down and do the work. Um, so again, that second book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. All right, and last but certainly not least, we have the third book, which is my complete favorite. So the third book we have... <clears throat> And I've listened to this book also multiple times throughout. I've had it. Actually, it's a funny story. I saw this book years ago uh, at a bookstore. I saw the title. I was like, well, that is pretty dumb. I didn't read it. And that was a terrible decision. Because having read it, I can tell you it is just an incredible book that everybody should read. And that book is Ready Fire Aim by Michael Masterson. All right, so this book is about how to go from zero to $100 million in no time flat. Um, and he goes into basically what you need to focus on on each stage of the business, right? So if you're starting out, you just focus on selling. When should you focus on, you know, organizing the company? what's important, what's not important uh, at each stage from zero to 100 million. Uh, and this book was really incredible for, for me, mostly because it put things in perspective. So I would spend, you know, all this time making plans uh, when I would want to start a new business, making plans on where that business was going to go. Hey, oh, I'm going to build this business, have all these products, do the, all, all these cool and great things. And then I'm going to, you know, live this great lifestyle. I'm going to buy a boat, travel the world, my wife and kids. Maybe we'll just 
cruise around the world, which would be pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I would get, I would pretend almost like I was there at the end, but I was still here, still at zero, still at nothing, nothing at all. Uh, and this book, Ready, Fire, Aim, you know, if you read it and you put the actions, you take what he writes and put it in action, you'll get there. You'll get the success that you want. And for me, it took, you know, this book was really, really incredibly helpful for that. All right, so I highly recommend, you know, again, three books. We've got The 1% Rule, Tommy Baker, great book. The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield, another fantastic book. And then last, certainly not least, Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. Uh, so if you haven't read these books, if you've read some of them, but not all of them, definitely check out the ones you have not read. I will put links in the descriptions to Amazon uh, so that you can go there and purchase them. And so if you don't have them, quick direct link right there to Amazon. Uh, just check the description. Uh, that's what we've got today. So those are the three books that have changed my life. Uh, so in the comment below, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're in a podcast, you know, comment, let me know what, what books have changed your life. You know, and why? I'd love to learn why. Tell me more. Um, and let's let's connect. I'd love to see, you know, I'm always looking for new books, great books that I uh, will help to change my life as well. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for watching on YouTube, listening if you're on the podcast. You know, if you've gotten some value out of this, I, I, please like, comment below, uh, hit that subscribe button. And if you're on YouTube, click that bell icon to receive a notification every time a new video comes up. Uh, if you're on a podcast, please, you know, subscribe uh, and rate, you know, leave a comment and rate this podcast. I'd love to hear, you know, good and bad, you know, what you guys like, don't like, you know, leave me a comment, give me some feedback. You know, always appreciate feedback. It's, uh, it's how I grow. So yes, thank you so much, and I will see you on the next episode of Coffee with Chris. Thanks, guys.